0: Mm-hmm. Ready to talk about this?
1: Ah, oh, I don't think I'll ever be ready.
0: <laughs> so let's do it to anyway. To talk
1: about this episode. Welcome to the Duke and Duchess podcast. Bonus episode.
0: Bonus episode. That's right. Yep. Talking about Game of Thrones season seven episode six. <sighs> Did we get the name of the episode?
1: I just realized I don't know the name nah, of the We'll episode. go back and
0: we'll we'll go back and we'll figure it out. We'll put it in the show notes. I keep saying that we don't really have show notes, but. Anyway, so yeah, so Season 7, Episode 6. Let's talk about our spoiler policy. I think it's play.
1: called The One Where They're All Stupid.
0: <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That's a that's a pretty good name for it. All right, so we'll talk about our spoiler policy real quick, and that is that we have read the books, and we are happy to spoil anything that's in the books. We are so far past the books at this point that there's not too much that we really can spoil, Uh, But we're going to bring in any material within the Song of Ice and Fire universe, with the exception of any kind of production spoilers or leaked episodes or anything like that.
1: Also, if you watch this episode, it may spoil your life.
0: (laughs) I think it's fair to say we don't have great opinions of this episode.
1: You know, it. I think it's because we just watched it. Usually, we record the day after we watch it, so I have time to process and kind of retcon. But I'm going to say my gut reaction to this episode was negative. Um, there were some good moments, but there were times where we had to pause the TV and just and just ah. Uh.
0: It was kind of a culmination of all the stupid.
1: Yes, all the stupid things that they've kind of been. We they we've had these threads running through the past couple episodes where we've said, oh, I hope they don't... I hope they're not trying to turn this into that. Oh, in this episode, all of those threads turned into like a a whole... It was like a whole sweater made out of these threads of stupidity.
0: (laughs) That's a stupid sweater. It was
1: a stupid sweater. You have to sit in the corner
0: to wear this sweater. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, yeah. So, this is us recording (sighs) directly after the episode. We haven't had time to talk about it. We haven't had time to process it. We... It's in fact, it's still paused on the television right now. <laughs> the beginning of Baller is coming on, and uh, we paused it, and we got everything loaded up, and we are ready to go.
1: So, okay, you were taking notes during the episode, so why don't we go through what? Yeah, well, I wanted the way to, you do it.
0: I wanted to do that because I wanted to, I wanted to make sure we weren't missing anything. You know, we don't typically like to go scene by scene, and we won't go scene by scene here because the first several scenes are really not. There's really not a whole lot to them, but let's do this. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Winterfell stuff first. So I can kind of give you all the Winterfell scenes and then, and then we can, we can go from there and kind of talk about that storyline. Then we'll get into the, the main storyline around the, um, the dragons and, and north of the wall and all that.
1: Right. And for me, the Winterfell stuff was the most frustrating.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: This kind of manufactured rivalry between I mean, not that there wasn't always rivalry between Arya and Sansa, but the fact that they're being so ably manipulated by Littlefinger, when I don't think that the characters would.
0: Yeah, and they So, let me give you the kind of quick blowdown of what happens yeah, do that. just just real quick. So, first we have Arya showing the scroll to Sansa that she found last week. And it appears that they believe it, that she believes it. And then they have this kind of stupid fight on the walls of Winterfell out in the open for everyone to see. And then after that, you know, we we run around and we come back and we have a scene with Sansa and Littlefinger. I really thought Littlefinger was going to try and propose some sort of marriage or something, right? I'm, I'm glad he didn't. But And then Littlefinger suggests that Brienne could intercede if Arya was trying to do something harmful to Sansa, which I don't understand.
1: You, do you want to hear what I think about that? Yeah, or? yeah, give it give it to me. So I think that Littlefinger suggests that, and then one of the next scenes that we see Sansa, she's sending Brienne away. I think that he was reminding Sansa that she was, that Brienne has pledged to protect both of Lady Catelyn's daughters and that Brienne and Arya have been training together and that it's possible that Brienne might be on Arya's side.
0: Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. My my only thought was that maybe maybe he knows that she doesn't trust him and so she's bringing up Brienne's name and thinking you know that she will do the opposite. So, uh either way.
1: Yeah, I mean there's a little bit of that. Certainly Littlefinger is doing the classic um Separating his victim from anyone else who might be a support, yeah, you know, this very, like very able, very like, yeah. classic toxic narcissist.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's the next scene. We get a raven from a raven from King's Landing requesting Sansa be there, and then uh Sansa's going to send Brienne. Like,
1: oh, like what? Why?
0: It doesn't make any. Send Littlefinger, right? <laughs> like.
1: Like, nobody cares if he gets stabbed. Nobody cares. Exactly,
0: yeah. And then we have the last scene where Sansa finds a bag of faces. <sighs> and then...
1: Were there bags of faces in the books? I, I, I'm, I'm fuzzy on well, that. Well, there
0: were physical faces. There were actual faces. But
1: they actually changed their faces by carrying them in a satchel?
0: Well, that's not how um, and Hagar did it. Right. So that scene I don't know, that seems crazy to me too. But I don't know. It, it, in the books, they don't get deep enough into the mechanics of how it happens to know. But either way, she finds her bag of faces. So my, own, my hope, my hope going into all this until the last scene was that this was the girls trying to fake out Littlefinger. And they had to fight kind of publicly to kind of dupe him along. And then when they had the scene with the two of thebecause because the first scene where they were fighting, they were out on the walls of Winterfell, so it was out in public. So then when we have the last scene in Winterfell where they're fighting, kind of in private in Arya's room, I was like, no, Like <laughs> no. And then Arya reminds that you know reminds Sansa that or tells Sansa about her faceless man powers and that she could be anyone, anywhere, anything. And then, you know, my only thought there was, okay, maybe she already killed Littlefinger?
1: I seriously doubt that. I
0: doubt it as well. Um, That would be a pretty awesome reveal. And that's, I'm looking for a saving grace here. I'm looking for something to make it okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there's a thing. I mean, I fully expect that next episode they will somehow magically reconcile you know and it's going to be another one of these battle of the bastards where a a dramatic you know uh battle or 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 everything seems lost and then something happens at the last minute to make it okay but it feels manufactured you know yeah
0: the um the other thing that that was super cryptic was The ending scene where Arya, you know, goes up and sort of is acting like she's sort of threatening Sansa. All I need is your pretty face. And then she. How
1: creepy was that?
0: Yeah, right. And then she hands her the dagger and walks away.
1: I mean, I guess that was sort of like. Showing her she's not going to kill her now, but she could at any time. I don't know. I I don't know what it all was about.
0: This is. It was a
1: stupid sweater. This is the stupid (laughs) sleeve of the stupid sweater. Possibly even sleeve and torso of the stupid sweater.
0: Yeah, this is, this was the most frustrating. Definitely the most frustrating thing. I I
1: can't wrap my mind around where it's going to go other than, and, and next week is the last episode. Am I right?
0: Last episode of the season. Of the season. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I feel like they're going to like overcome their differences and come together and like pinky promise, you know, over Littlefinger's dead body. I don't know if Littlefinger will go down, but I think that it's possible. And I think that they will overcome their differences. I don't know, but it feels like a cheap emotional manipulation.
0: Yeah. And and that's what I've been saying about the Winterfell storyline this whole season and even at the tail end of last season, is they just don't understand these characters. They don't understand their motivations. And the idea, I mean, yeah, the two girls have, uh, have plenty of reasons to be tense at each other, but the idea that Littlefinger would play them both like a fiddle like that.
1: And that Arya would even threaten to stab Sansa. I mean...
0: Like, Arya's gone. Like, Arya in the books is dark. Like, let's not kid ourselves. She's a very dark character. But she's not going to stab her sister, Dark. Like, she's a vengeful, hateful, twisted little killing machine, for sure. But not, she's not going to kill her own family, though. Like
1: Right, and she's not stupid enough yeah. to really think that Sansa... Was behind Joffrey that whole time, you know. I mean, she knew. Now her point—they did do a good job of addressing the point that oh, she's so young, and that Arya says, "Should I go say that to Liana Mormont, who is younger than you were?" So that's not an excuse, yeah. You know.
0: But again, to my point that I made in the last one, the last episode that we brought about, if Arya f- finds that scroll, and that is the scroll that Littlefinger you know, wants and is trying to find from the archives. Why does she think Littlefinger wants that scroll? It only serves to discredit Sansa. So why, you know, like, what is she thinking would possibly be his motivation for finding that?
1: Well, I think ostensibly that he wants to keep anyone else from having it. Right. It's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's goddamn stupid turtleneck.
0: Which is, <laughs> which is why I, I just really hope there's something else going on. The fact that they have the two of them kind of fighting in private is upsetting to me, because that leads me to believe there's no master plan. They just don't understand these characters, and they're, manu- they're just manufacturing drama just to do it.
1: You know, um, there was a an, a snippet of an interview I read a long time ago that, um, where one of the showrunners was talking about why Arya can't give up Needle. Mm-hmm. And um, the showrunner is quoted as saying, oh, well, it's because Needle is her instr- instrument of revenge and that's, you know, that's what's important to her. That's what she's trying to hold on to is the idea of getting her revenge. And I feel like, I mean, that really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't remember it in the context of the entire interview so please correct me if I'm wrong but I remember that rubbing me the wrong way because in the books I mean it explicitly talks about when she doesn't want to give up Needle it's because Needle was the last bit of her home. It it was Winterfell. It was her family um, you know and that that little niggling misunderstanding I think has grown into like this character becoming something that's not yeah. Where she would have gone.
0: No, not at all. Absolutely. No, and there's a there's a number of interviews where they've made statements like that. That is one of the more egregious ones. All right. So I would say listeners out there, what are we what are we missing? Like what's the way out of this that that makes sense? Or is there just is there just no sensible solution here? Is there something we're missing? Is there some were there hints dropped that there's some greater plan that we're not seeing? Help us! <laughs> like I, I hope I just don't,
1: we don't want to hate this show. We love the show. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, we we do love the show. There's a lot this of things is about the, first the show. Episode we love.
1: that I have j- just been like, no, everything's terrible.
0: There's I mean, there's a couple of good scenes in this, but there were yeah, but there's definitely more negative than positive. And yeah, I agree with you. This is one of the I, although uh, there have been episodes where there have been scenes that piss me off, right? Or ways they treated certain characters that made us upset, but not like whole episodes and not on things that were this important. Like we're kind of down to end game stuff.
1: I agree. I absolutely agree. And I am not a nitpicking kind of person. No, you're not. I like enjoying things. I like liking things. I will like retcon the hell out of something just to justify liking it. You know, um, I, I saw the dark tower. Last yeah. <laughs> weekend, and I've never read the books. Okay. I promise I'm not going to go on about this for very long, but I loved it. I was like, yeah, fucking Idris Elba, and he's shooting stuff. And man, it was awesome. And I get on online, on Twitter, on reviews, and like people hate it. People who've read the books hate it. So I've read the books. I've, well, now I'm starting the fourth book. And um,
0: do you see how fast she reads? <laughs> this has been like two days.
1: No, it's been since last. Monday, since Monday, but um, I I understand. I still understand why if you read the books that you'd hate this movie. But I still love the movie. I don't care. I like to like things. So all that to say, I did not like this. No, and I it grieves my heart. It grieves my heart. I did not like it.
0: No. All right. So let's move on to to the next section. So there's really only there's really only kind of three places in this episode. There's Winterfell. There's North of the Wall and Dragonstone. And North of the Wall and Dragonstone stuff is all intertwined. So let's just sort of kind of go through it in in sort of the order that it comes to us. Agreed. Okay. So so there's a lot of scenes in the beginning of um the North of the Wall section where they're just sort of walking and talking. Walking and talking, and then being like, "Yeah, I remember when you guys sold me to the Red Witch. Hey, this is my father's sword, or you know, or, or I'm gonna give it to you. No, it's better with you. You know, there's just a lot of that going on. Pow, pow, chum, chum, rubbing elbows, the Hound is Salty, all that stuff. Before we get into anything that's really of note, do you want to talk about any of that? Any of the the only,
1: I mean, other than the whole thing where it really bothered you that Jon Snow had Longclaw and that Jorah like didn't even say anything about it." So there, I thought, when he did that, I was like, there you go.
0: As long as it was addressed, I'm happy. It was addressed. (laughs) Exactly. The other thing, the thing I noticed first, right away with the sort of walk and talk north of the wall, was there were about 13 dudes walking. So it wasn't like it was, like we left... You know, and it shows the seven of them kind of walking out from underneath of the gate.
1: A dramatic arrow formation. Dun, dun,
0: dun, dun. Yeah, you know. Fur so
1: cloaks billowing.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we said, where's their cage? You know, where's their rope and all that stuff? Well, they had six other dudes with them to carry that stuff around. They couldn't look cool carrying rope.
1: I didn't catch that. I really thought it was just the seven of them.
0: no. Which I think was – there were several times you were like, oh, no. And I was like, no, it's just a rando.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't – and not until – so they're they're walking and then you see a figure up ahead and that figure gets mauled by a a zombie bear. And I'm like, oh, crap, which one was that? Like – one of the main characters just died with no fanfare, just fucking cut in half by a bear. And you're like, no, that's a rando. I was like, there's a rando just walking around north of the wall, just like it somehow luckily hasn't been killed yet. And he's like, guys. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thank God. Yeah.
0: I've been looking for you guys. I've been lost out here for, is that a
1: bear? <laughs> no. So it wasn't until like the third rando died. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Who are all these people that are just up here dying? Where are their
0: trademark red shirts? How am I supposed to tell?
1: <laughs> I didn't even know they had red shirts with them. <laughs> exactly.
0: It, everything, I mean, it was red before they started, but then it got covered in snow and you can't tell. Okay,
1: like, all right, gotcha.
0: So so that's what was going on. Yeah, so we have, so then we have, um, uh, let's see, we have the white bear, which eats Thoros' face off. And then, okay, so... The random guy, the random guy who gets killed by the bear, right? Yeah. So basically, two people get hurt by the bear. Thoris Amir gets injured, and then this rando gets killed. And so we both said it. There's your white.
1: Right. Just drag those pieces back, except he did get, like, really seriously cut in half.
0: No, he was fine.
1: He was fine? It he- looked like the bear swiped him, and two halves of him just blew apart from each other.
0: Mm, Okay, maybe we have to rewatch it. Maybe. If they put that detail in there, then that would be interesting. It looked to me like he he got cut up. But, I mean, as long as... Here's the thing. You see whites out there with, you know, missing whole huge chunks of their body. I feel like as long as the brain's intact, it's going to turn into a white. Remember, we had the animated hand in season one.
1: So here's my question about the whites. Is it enough to be killed by a white in order to become one or does a white walker have to raise you because in the battle at hardhome okay all those people were dead they did not rise until the night king did that dramatic like showman like jazz hands gesture or whatever
0: i well that's a good question because i thought i didn't think that the white walkers themselves necessarily had to be involved because that's where why there's such a big emphasis amongst the wildlings to burn the dead, you know, that they you know, they can come up at any time. But you know, I could be wrong about that. That's a good question. I mean,
1: it may just be that you never know if a white walker is turned to white, but I'm beginning to think that maybe the white like it's not enough just to die up there, but a a white walker has to maybe. turn you. Yeah. You know, and and then when John killed the Walker, not all of them died, and he says, "Well, they must have been the ones who were. He, he must have been the one that turned them." Yeah, you know. And then there's the, um, the implication that if someone can kill the Night's King, all of them will be gone because he's turned all of them. He was the first.
0: Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of interesting because there's this just enormous White Walker army, right? Enormous army, just for for months, just standing there, just standing there looking off into space. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, they decide to start moving south, ambling slowly. And they're just this enormous army of the dead with, like, their 13 lieutenants or whatever. We don't know how many actual White Walkers there are, but they don't have, like, logistical needs or anything like that. It doesn't appear. So... Why were they, why did they send off that one squad? (laughs) Like, where's that one random ass squad that they just kind of like, they're like, oh, let's take one White Walker and like 10 whites and just kind of send them off down this lone path so that Jon Snow and the boys can conveniently find them.
1: Well, don't, I mean, I don't know. You've been in the army. I haven't. But isn't when a, when a big army is marching that you send out advanced scouting parties
0: you, you do but these guys just don't seem to operate like that they just don't seem to have any of those concerns it's
1: i mean as far as we know the the whites certainly don't but the white walkers may very well Yeah. and are going to have to you know and isn't uh, the the knight's king was a was a stark
0: we think so we yeah. think yeah we think so yeah that's right so, or or one of the first men for sure. Who knows if it was if it was a Stark, but yeah, I just found that sort of interesting. And then, as you said, it was sort of you know all of a sudden they all died when the White Walker went down, which was not something we saw at Hardhome. But that's okay. they that we
1: know of. I mean, that was a much more chaotic battle. True.
0: Yeah. Which, so. that was fine. And then they added that little bit of that wrinkle that you know you kill the Knights King and then all the the whites fall down right, which is groovy. And um, then, like you said, the one random white that they had, and they literally
1: (laughs) threw it in a
0: sack, and the hound threw it up over his shoulder.
1: (laughs) You called it. We had to pause the TV at that point so that Chad could say, they literally threw it over his shoulder. Well,
0: what what I thought was funny, too, is because they're carrying around this, like, sled, right?
1: Right, yeah. And it just
0: seems like a random black sled, and it doesn't have a lot on it. So I thought, okay, well, they're going to tie it down to the sled and drag it around, which I thought, okay, that, that makes sense, you know. And then, no, they, they just threw it over his shoulder, and he walked around with it.
1: I mean, it's possible that was their plan, but then there was the whole, you know, rest of the army caught up oh, to them yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah. and they had to... Improvise? Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and
0: I'm fine with that, by the way. But um, that um I just thought it was funny that that's how they actually did it, was they actually yeah. well, just threw s- it over his shoulder.
1: It's just been several times that we've been like, what is this going to happen? And we named the most ridiculous thing we can think of. And then it happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they end up out, you know, wandering out onto this lake because they're trying to, they hear the army coming or they see the army coming, and they need to get away. And they start wandering out onto the lake, and of course the ice starts to crack. And, oh, no, what are we going to do? And they make it halfway across the lake before they're completely surrounded.
1: But not before sending off Gendry.
0: Oh, yeah, they had to send off Gendry. You have to go. You're the fastest one of us.
1: How did they, what?
0: Do, oh, do and they by the,
1: timed foot races before they left?
0: Yeah, exactly. They did some, how did some you drills. How do know how
1: fast he is?
0: You're the shortest, I mean, the fastest of us. And, and um, the one who doesn't know how to get anywhere.
1: <laughs> You're the only one that has no fucking clue where You're, we are.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like him and Jorah. He's
1: lived in King's Landing his whole life.
0: You know. He's probably
1: I, never been north of the neck.
0: Well, Earlier he said he's never seen snow.
1: He's never seen snow. <laughs> yeah, send that guy. I'm sorry. It's okay. Keep talking.
0: Just keep going that way, you know, <laughs> till you hit a giant wall. I mean, on one hand, you know, you just need to head south until you hit a giant wall, right? right. But that's what everybody thinks until you get lost in the wilderness and you realize the it's blinding not that fucking snow simple. Yeah, exactly. running from yeah. zombies. Yeah, and by the way... And
1: he makes it right to the gate.
0: <laughs> because...
1: This is only a stupid cuff of the stupid sweater. Oh, well, this is a tiny little detail. Still stupid.
0: Perhaps an epaulette at, right. at most. Like... <laughs> but that's okay so yeah no that i just sort of laughed at i'm like all right whatever that's fine you know john says send a raven
1: so and then just just tell tell the people listening what happened
0: so they get surrounded they're complete you know they're completely there's no way out of this scenario between all the ice and the circle of zombies and liz says pause the tv So we pause the. And what did I say? You said, if they send a raven to Daenerys and Daenerys comes down here with her dragon before they all freeze to death, this is literally the stupidest thing I've ever seen.
1: Officially declared the stupidest thing I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) The singular most stupid thing I've ever seen
1: I really didn't think it would happen I thought there's no way that's the dumbest thing ever
0: and then of course you know they're breaking away and they're coming back and they're breaking away and they're coming back and in one scene you know they're all standing around kind of scouting out the enemy and they're like well maybe if you can conf- maybe if you just kill the Knights King it'll kill everybody and I'm like what are you gonna do call him out for single combat Hey, Knight's King!
1: Oh, what all this? You got to use your army. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you, a wussy? Trial by combat, bro.
0: Like, I mean, what? Like,
1: thankfully that did not happen.
0: Thankfully that didn't happen. I,
1: though at this point, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know.
0: Well, I'm thinking at this point, I'm thinking, is there any other way out of this?
1: I will say the Knight's King is pretty bad, donkey.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> the Knight's King is bad. Ass. Yes, he is.
1: Oh, that's right. We can say the a word now. The kids are in bed. <laughs> in our house, we have to say bad donkey.
0: Bad donkey. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to take a step back here. I'm going to I'm going to go to Dragonstone. Okay. All right. So we're we're taking kind of a step back in time. We're going to the first scene where we see Danny, and we see Danny and Tyrion, and they're in the the room with the painted table, and Tyrion's enjoying a fire and a cup of wine. And they just, they have a, a, a conversation that's sort of rambling. It starts off, it starts off with her talking about, you know, all these st- stupid hero men who want to run off and do stupid things, you know, like Jon Snow. And he's like, oh, I think you like this Jon Snow. And then it gets into a conversation. And
1: then she's like, no, wait, no, I don't. Wait, no. what?
0: He's way too What small. did he
1: say about me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what did he tell? Did he? <laughs>
1: did he say something?
0: <laughs> what did Davos say? Did Davos say anything? <laughs> So um, then they get into a conversation about how maybe it wasn't right to kill the Tarleys, uh, and then they get into a
1: conversation about the fucking I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> and then a conversation about her sister or, or uh, Tyrion's sister, and don't they have tra- aren't they going to have some sort of trap plan for us? Well, yes, of course they are, but we're going to figure out a way out of it. Don't don't worry, Hal. We'll figure a way out of it, you know. And so they kind of go down that conversation. And then Tyrion brings up the idea of, "Hey, you you need an heir." I don't know where that comes from, but he's like, "You need an heir." And at this point, Daenerys is just playing the, "Oh, you're thinking a lot about me dying, aren't you? Oh, you y- you want the land? You're thinking about your family, aren't you? Oh, you want the Lannisters to win, don't you? Like she's just really like playing this card." And I wrote down in my notes. I hate Daenerys. Like,
1: see, I kind of hate Tyrion in this. Really? Because I don't see Daenerys' character changing. And in when they were in Marine, Tyrion was all about her being a badass dragon queen. He was all about it. Burn some slavers up, burn their ships. He's like, yeah, they come over to Westeros and she's being far more even-handed and far less... Um, violent than she was in Marine where she was like staking slavers up to, to crosses. Nobody had a problem. he didn't have a problem with her doing that. All well he of a wasn't sudden, around for that actually. She burns two tarleys and it's like it's like hand wringing pearl clutching. <laughs> and I'm like, that bugs me.
0: No, I get it. I mean Daenerys in in Marine and in Astapor and all that, she was letting she was letting slaves free. She was doing a lot of things that were noble and just. And since she's been in Kings or since she's been in Westeros, at least publicly, she's done none of that, you know? And I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to say, well, he said it, he's like, you're not the mad King. Let's show people you're not the mad King, which by the way, I agree with that point. I agree with the idea that you don't want to just be another tyrant. You've said yourself, you don't want to be another tyrant. You want to break this cycle. So, let's figure out a way to do that. But what he's suggesting that she do, you know, imprisoning the Tarleys, sitting down and having a heart-to-heart with Cersei, like, walking into King's Landing is just
1: stupid. So stupid. It's a whole sleeve.
0: Yeah, this is another one of those things that we said. If they capture a white, and then they all go and sit down, they take it to King's Landing and actually go into King's Landing... Is stupid, just so stupid, and according to the next time on, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yep. It's another time that we're like, you know, you don't meet with Cersei
1: in King's, in King's Landing.
0: Landing like that. Like, just just stand over here, no, a little to the left, okay? Do you mind holding this torch? You know, like <laughs> right. Oh. Do
1: you see the X right there? Just right. Yeah. Just put your chair right there. Right there. there. <laughs> now
0: don't look up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I mean, it, so like I understand what Tyrion, where Tyrion's coming from, but what he's suggesting is stupid. And this is the Tyrion Lannister who, you know, in A Clash of Kings and in season 2 was up, you know, was king of the hand, was pulling all these Deft political maneuvers, outmaneuvering various, outmaneuvering Littlefinger. He wouldn't make stupid suggestions like. Yeah,
1: that. Yeah, where is that? And so for me, when I see Daenerys kind of snap at him, and even like low key question his loyalty, I'm like, I get that. You know, you what? know? Maybe,
0: maybe you're right. I mean, I'm looking at it as though he's he's loyal to her, and I think he I think that he is loyal to her. And so the way she's just like, oh. You've been thinking about my death a lot lately, have you? And I sort of feel like, okay, if you really don't think that he, if you really don't think he's trustworthy, then f- get rid of him. Like, but I, but I do see your point that his character is not the same. He's not coming up with the genius plans. However, that to me is like Danny burning the wagon train. That's not Danny. Didn't burn that wagon train. Tyrion's not the one who suddenly created these stupid political maneuverings. It's the writers. It's stupid writing. It's bad writing.
1: Yes, I I agree. And I think that it's more manufactured conflict. We, you know, it's, we need a conflict between these two characters. What can, You know, rather than have it organically a coming nice, from somewhere. A
0: knight's king and dragons isn't enough conflict
1: right. for you? So <laughs> like, I don't know. You know. I don't know if it's just that they're so far <laughs> beyond maybe what, George has told them. Oh, I think that that's now they're just kind of trying to find a formula. Oh, that, I
0: think that's it. Yeah. That
1: goes with, but and so we just have to roll with it. But for me, yeah, that was frustrating. More frustrating for me on Tyrion's behavior, less so on Daenerys, because I, I do think that what she's done so far in Westeros is consistent with the way she conquered uh, Astapor and Marine. Oh, I would you know? agree with that.
0: Yeah, I don't think she's been. I don't think her character has been inconsistent.
1: I mean, it's it's kind of been like my way or the highway, or I'll burn you with my fucking dragon. You know? Oh yeah
0: from from the beginning,
1: she she burned those dudes in Carth, and uh, you know, and and you know, in relation to the way she ruled over there, since she's come to Westeros, I think I'm repeating myself, but I'll say it again: she's actually been remarkably temperate. You know, and and it hasn't gone very well for her honestly being temperate she's no. lost her two greatest allies she's seen the Lannisters just like wipe them out
0: mm mm-hmm. well and that's although
1: I don't quite get why the Dornish are wiped well, out actually neither exactly. the Dornish or
0: the Terrell should be wiped out <sighs> because they captured yeah exactly they captured the leaders of Dorn which okay. Should you know, should, should have never not been not
1: have even been the leaders of Dornish. But anyway, anyway but nonetheless. So
0: the Dornish armies are sitting out there they're going, I don't know.
1: It's got their thumbs up their asses. Yeah.
0: They killed everybody with a name down here. So I now we don't we'll
1: know. Go, huh? We don't know what to what, do. What are our shirts gonna do?
0: Exactly. We're just gonna sit here and wait till somebody tells <laughs> us what to do. And then as for the Tyrells and them capturing Highgarden, the reason why they did it is because the Tyrells weren't there. It's the same way that, you know, that
1: Oh, the army wasn't there.
0: Correct. Yeah, it's the same reason why they were able to, uh, you know, I can't think of his name all of a sudden, Um, Theon Greyjoy was able to capture Winterfell because nobody was there, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's why they were able to capture it. They didn't take 10,000 men from Casterly Rock and defeat the entire 60,000 man strong army in Highgarden. In a seat like that, you know that's just not what happened. So that army is just sitting out there again with no generals is it going. Though? It should be.
1: I mean, in logical land, it should be. But is it possible that in show land, there just somehow oh. isn't no High Garden army?
0: Correct. That's absolutely what happened in okay. Showland. In the
1: show land, High Garden magically did not have an army. Yeah, just a bunch of guys in poncey velvet suits.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And when uh, Lady Olana fell off the board, they all just poofed out of existence. Poof, poof,
1: poof, poof. She's like a white walker. Yeah. <laughs> they,
0: except they, they went into little poof balls. Poof. <laughs> like the little things that you blow on the lawn with all the seeds. Yes. A little dandelion.
1: Yeah. Poof. And then. So, yeah, I think as far as Showland no, is yeah. concerned, we kind of have to think that maybe Highgarden does not have an army. The Dornish are.
0: No, th- apparently there's no Dornish army either. I don't know. <laughs> like.
1: I don't know the Dornish army was the Sand Snakes and
0: yeah <laughs> the, the entire might have they all impaled was 310 no, pound Dornish, chicks
1: I think the Dornish might come back I mean I think the you Greyjoy will come back there'll be some sort of showdown with all the players yeah we'll see next episode we'll definitely see your we'll see. next episode
0: for sure and then all right so so that was my whole thing with um, that was my whole thing with the first part of Danny. And then. So,
1: are, are we in agreement that Tyrion's kind of being a jackass since he got back to Westeros? He,
0: well, yeah. All right. Well, I think he's just not being Tyrion. Right. You know, which, I mean, whatever. Who knows who what Tyrion's going to be he just like. At has this point. come
1: back and now he's like. Well, I think Tyrion. Having feelings. Yeah,
0: I think, yeah. I think, you know, Tyrion, when he went to Essos, was a shell of who he, who he was. He was a horrible human being. He was a terrible, terrible drunk. He, you know, was not the Tyrion that you grew to love in the first several books. And then it seems like he's kind of coming back to life or coming back around. By the time he gets back to Westeros and he starts to see, you know, Lannister soldiers being burnt by dragons, I'm sure he's having a little bit of a reaction to that, you know. But the whole idea that, again, that that he would he would just make these continuous stupid tactical decisions that's what I don't get about Tyrion. I don't get it. So the next thing that we see Tyrion and Danny doing is we see Danny getting on her dragon and Tyrion rightly telling her I mean I think telling her, "No, don't go." <laughs> this, is, this is no, you can't you can't die. Of all the people, you can't die because someone
1: else needs to learn to fly that dragon then yeah because you know if someone's going to be bitching at her every time she uses one of her th- three main weapons you know i mean let's face it if she was trying to conquer westeros with just the insullied and the dothraki i mean maybe she'd have a shot but it's the dragons that put her over the edge yeah absolutely so, so she's got to be able to use them sometimes yeah. maybe not just for for john snow's Pretty eyelashes, but
0: well, and it's strange too that okay, I don't know what the, you know. I don't know what the Raven said, so I guess I won't be critical about her taking all three dragons. But anyway, she she takes all three dragons and she's going to fly from Dragonstone to Eastwatch. So here is what here is what has happened is oh god, we got stranded on a out rocky outcropping in the middle of a lake. Joe Dempsey runs thirty miles minimum. Minimum 30 miles to Eastwatch says we have to send a, a, a raven. So they send a raven from Eastwatch to Dragonstone, which is going to take several days.
1: Yeah, a raven can't fly in one shot because Dragonstone is down towards King's Landing, right? It's right next right? to King's Landing, yeah. Okay, Flying so. Flying the
0: entire continent.
1: So. It took just... a month. It took a month.
0: To go from Winterfell to King's Landing.
1: Yeah, in the first book. And a it, month on and, a horse.
0: And King's Landing is about the same distance to to the wall.
1: Right, but a bird.
0: So, 60 days by horse, but a bird. Now, here's the thing. We haven't been critical of the whole time <sighs> warping thing and because, you know, for the most part, it's not really all that big of a deal. It speeds things up. I-
1: I've been fine with it up until now. Up until now, this has been over the edge.
0: This is ridiculous. And, and
1: we've joked about the jetpacks, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it used to take a month to get from the north to King's mm-hmm. Landing, and now it's like, you know, a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. But this, for me, this just put it over the, the, the bounds of credibility. Yeah. That a, a Joe Dempsey ran thirty miles, and a bird flew,
0: <laughs> all the way sixty
1: days on horseback. Yeah, yeah. And then the dragon flew back. All in the length of time that it took the ice to refreeze. <laughs> yeah. uh, what? What? <laughs> what uh- also, Danny could... Because because the showrunners were like, you know what would be really cool? We need to see the dragons burn up some White Walkers and one of the dragons needs to die and it can't be like a mortal. That's And she needs a reason. Danny has to see them. She's going to need a reason too. So there's all these like... It it seems like all these boxes needed to be checked off, and they're playing like plot connect the dots Mm -hmm. without really thought to reality. I mean, I know it's a fantasy show, but you know, unless there's a TARDIS in there somewhere, like or or some new technology, I don't see the time. The time stuff
0: doesn't bother me when it's like, okay, we've leapt forward five days, and now all of a sudden you're here. Like, yes,
1: that's it. Yeah,
0: but when you've got dual time when you've got like two timelines kind of going and like you know so for instance if Sansa says to Brienne hey we need you to go to King's Landing okay and then you know one day is passed in Winterfell and Brienne's back and she's like I've brought news from King's Landing that's a problem like
1: right if it's like okay the next episode she's down there you can just assume okay it's been it's been a month she wrote or you know however yeah. Yeah. hard riding three weeks you know yeah but um, did
0: are we to believe that john and crew camped out on that rock for like three weeks no like that's ridiculous it's ri- like and,
1: maybe a day yeah well maybe what, i'd say about a day
0: well and that's what it seems like in the show it's what it seems like as they were there through the night and through the next morning, and then she arrived the following evening. It looked like it had been 24 hours. This is what it looked like. Yeah. Now, is it reasonable to think that they could have survived a couple days out there? Yeah, a couple days. But without food, without water, they're all going to be dead in three or four days. Like, they can't live on that up, that rock for three fucking weeks. No, there's it, no way. It's, so,
1: and the, and, and the Night King just stared at them for three weeks?
0: Well, that's what they do. I mean, they they stood up there for months just in formation. <laughs> Characters do that a lot in this show. Did you see them fly? Did you see Danny's whole uh, army coming over on the boats? They just stood in a intimidating formation with Varys behind her the whole <laughs> way, a thousand miles across the ocean, just looking just tough.
1: Staring at the horizon.
0: It's like, should we, um, I don't know, like, go below deck or No, just stand here. <laughs> stand here and look intimidating <laughs> you know i was wondering because when when the hound kicked the white all the other whites started going Argh! and i thought is there going to be something where they're like they're linked somehow and he's going to be able to kill one white and it's going to kill a bunch of other ones which uh, which would have been no, another st- that would have
1: been a huge tactical error
0: yeah it would have been another stupid thing to do but um, but I was like, what are, the, what are they trying to go with that? But whatever. It was really interesting to me that when the hound throws the rocks out and they all start kind of coming over the ice because they realize the ice is refrozen, that they are, those whites are very keen on capturing that white back. And I just can't for the life of me figure out why that would matter to a white.
1: Well, I'm sure it didn't matter to a white, but to the Night's King and the White Walkers. And we can assume that there's some sort of telepathic link between them, maybe, that he can... Probably. That, that's my assumption. So the Night's King seen, sees Jon Snow back again. Same dude, okay? And probably knows he's... Who, who knows what he knows about Jon Snow? Yeah. But... um. Uh, if he can tell that he's possibly related to the three-eyed raven who knows but yeah here's this guy back again came all this way to capture a white
0: yeah and that's the only thing that makes sense is he's like i don't know why they want it but they clearly want it so we got to get it
1: they got to convince some queen the zombies are real and she's got one on her (laughs) king's (laughs) guard
0: right exactly (laughs) (laughs) and and he's shaking my head he just
1: says sometimes he just has to shake his head for a minute
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so finally the zombies start coming across and they start battling and it's and it's
1: another uncomfortably long battle scene
0: well especially because you know where it's going to end
1: you do, but it just seems to go on and on. And then it feels manufactured. Oh, it is. Like it's the totally, tension feels, yeah. ma- it doesn't feel real. It's like still uncomfortable to watch. That
0: was the problem with the Battle of the Bastards last year. It was exactly
1: year. like the Battle of the Bastards. It was exactly like it. Like, you know, something's going to swoop in at the last minute. They're trying to manufacture the same tension that happened when Ned Stark was killed in book one. And you're like, yeah. holy crap. I mean, that was, that just is something that isn't done. You know, you kill this main, what you see is the main point of view character, and oh my gosh, he's really dead. But they're trying to like, it feels like they're trying to manufacture that, but yeah. it it doesn't. It comes off as, I don't know. I don't care for they've it.
0: They've never really been able to do it. Every everything like that since they've left the territory of the books, they've just done it in such a ham-fisted way. Like
1: ham-fisted, not, that's a good word.
0: Like not from a technical standpoint. Like, the Battle of the Bastards last year was technically brilliant. Like, it was so well done. You know, the battle they did at Castle Black that one year when the Wildlings attacked Castle Black and they did it all in that this one shot was like, like, the guys technically are brilliant. You know, the costumes, I mean, like, they know how to do a lot of that stuff. What they don't know how to do is write. It's the storytelling that suffers.
1: Yeah, and there, I mean, there have been some... I wouldn't say that about all of the moments, but lately over the last season, yes, stuff like that started to bother me, you know, and I know people had a problem with uh, Daenerys burning all the calls, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I loved that, you know, I loved that she didn't like hang out with the Dothraki as a prisoner for a long time, like, you know, Um, so there's been some good stuff. I would say for me, it's been mostly good stuff, but I really like to like things. So I like to find reasons to like things. But um yeah, I didn't like the Battle of the Bastards the way that went. I, I haven't liked the manufactured sibling rivalry. Not that there wouldn't be a little, but it just feels it's
0: the it's the way that they're going about it.
1: Yeah. It feels insincere.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So we so this you know, we we end up on the top of this cliff, this little rocky outcropping, and John's standing there and you know, we're right at the very, very last point, which You know, completely surrounded in this tight little circle, everybody fighting in a circle around John, exactly like the Battle of the Bastards, when this time instead of it being the Knights of the Vale, it's Dragonfire, and here comes Daenerys to the rescue, and 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 I couldn't even cheer.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, I was just glad it was over, and I knew, although I knew as soon as I saw all three dragons leaving. I was like, one of those dragons is gonna die.
0: We've been saying that this whole season.
1: I knew yeah. I knew that one of them would die, but I knew when I saw all three of them leave, I was like, this is it for one of yeah. those dragons. Well, The nice king is gonna kill one and then that's gonna yeah, spur you, Daenerys on.
0: You caught that earlier than I did. As soon as as soon as I saw him grab that, as soon as I we cut away and we see um, we see the knight's king, and he grabs that spear. I'm like, okay, here we go. <sighs> here goes either Rhaegar God or Viserion
1: with one spear. Now that for me, that was like that was the only genuinely emotional part of the show for me. That
0: in the very, that very was final scene,
1: really sad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though we knew it was going to come, I agree. When I when the dragon got hit with the spear. And, you know, gushes blood and then goes down into the ice. That was the one part where I was like, we knew that was coming, but we, but we, it was still going to suck when it came. Yeah.
1: And that was so <laughs> sad. Did. That yeah. was really sad. So, uh, yeah, th- for that, I feel like that was the the I best a, and worst part of the show. Yeah.
0: Do, how much of that do you blame on Jon Snow's, like, constantly fighting instead of getting on the dragon?
1: Well, I think that he, he was about to get on the dragon and turned around and saw a white looking like it was going to go for Daenerys. And he turned around and fought it off.
0: Yeah, they made it, they tried to make it look to me as though he was, you know, like it was his fault for standing there and and fighting that, you know, Drogon couldn't take off, that this whole thing went down. But I'm with with you, I don't quite know what his choice was. He could have... Gotten on there, and or one of them could have snatched Daenerys. And then after that, he was pretty much it was just one after another after another that he was fighting. It wasn't like he was going out looking for him,
1: right? It was like he, after he took a couple steps away, then he couldn't get back,
0: correct? Yeah, and
1: yeah, my, yeah, my perception was that he was trying to keep them away from Daenerys,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So eventually, they, um, but then he does run towards the Night's King, remember,
1: after the Night's King.
0: Kills the dragon. Kills
1: the dragon. You know, and I think for, I think it's telling that that was so emotional for Jon as well. Yeah. You know, that was, that seemed like that really hurt him. Um, and I don't know if that's his Targaryen blood or that he knows that those are her children and yeah. he has feelings for her. But um, I think that did a lot to elevate him in Danny's eyes as well. She was. Yeah. I mean, that part was just so sad. <laughs>
0: Well, then, um, so then John realizes, oh, no, that's stupid. He's these spears are only made of ice. (laughs) It's not some sort of magical weapon. Mm -hmm. So uh, get the fuck out of here. Right. And they fly off and they leave John there. And John gets dragged under the water. And I really thought that's where the episode was going to end.
1: Because that's what happened a few episodes ago. And then I was like, are they just going to kill John Snow off? And then I, I was I, almost yeah. going to, like, have some, some respect, because at least, like, you want to do something kind of, you want to manufacture some feelings, go ahead and kill off the ice in the ice and fire.
0: Yeah, that would that would do it, right?
1: I mean, I don't want that to happen, um, certainly not by a couple of, like, red shirt whites, but, I mean.
0: But that would be a very George R.R. Martin thing to do. hmm Like, to have. Like
1: have him live all the way up to the end and then, like. Yeah. See ya.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: but he doesn't. He pops up.
0: No, he pops up. Long claws sitting right Somehow there. Somehow
1: doesn't die under there. Yeah, which I he's mean, already spent twenty four hours at least <laughs> on a frozen rock, no food, no water.
0: Yeah, well, he's yeah. weighed
1: down by furs.
0: Yeah, he's he's good to go. I'm
1: sorry, I, I just I'm we've, piling on at this point. We've
0: already proven that that a Westerosi human can swim underwater <laughs> a half a mile in armor. It's true. So I don't understand what you're griping about. <laughs> Yeah, and so he's got. Um, he's clearly hypothermic. He comes up out of the water. He can barely hold his sword. Here comes Cold Hands slash Benjamin.
1: you know what? And I was okay with this. I was okay with Makana. that too. I was okay because
0: completely Deus Ex machana, but I was fine with it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, plenty of people would would have been going. What about Cold Hands? What about him? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, and I, you know what? I'm happy. I know that I, I. believe George R. R. Martin has said in interviews, that Cold Hands is not Benjen Stark. Correct.
0: He, it was in a note to his editor. Okay. Yeah.
1: But I'm, I'm happy with him being Benjen. Yeah, they just kind of
0: simplified it in the show, which yeah. I'm um, completely fine with. Yeah. Completely fine with that. So now we find out what ha- happens to Uncle Benjen, and uh, he gets eaten up by whites.
1: Yes, he Which does. was
0: interesting because interesting he's a white but then again, so is Johnson he's
1: kind of not a white,
0: well yeah, they've never really clarified what the difference is between the the dead undead, like why is cold hands a white but still have his brain about him and all. Never I feel leave.
1: like I feel like cold hands just kind of dabbles <laughs> in whitehood <laughs> He isn't fully committed to the lifestyle.
0: Like a lot of people in college. Exactly. They just dabble.
1: They just dabble.
0: You got to, you know, there's a time and a place. There is. To figure that stuff out and it's north of the wall. <laughs> yeah. So, so he slaps him on a horse, slaps his rear end and says, now you've got to run 30 miles, you know, to, to get to the wall. And they, they must've been like four miles away. Cause that's the only way Jon Snow would have survived and not died of hypothermia, but that's okay. And can
1: I just nitpick one more thing? Yeah. Benjamin's horse, is it a white? If if not, how has it been alive this long?
0: <laughs> yeah, fair point.
1: What is he feeding it up there?
0: Well, in the books it's it's it is. It's a white. Yeah. Okay. It's well it's a elk. But not in Showland. Correct, yeah. Okay. It's a giant dead elk. Okay. In the in the in the books. So slaps him, you know, and then Jon Snow makes it to the wall. And you know, again, I thought, okay. Now we're at the end, but no, no, now we, we, you know, now we bounce back to Winterfell and all that stuff. But then we, um, then where we, uh, we come back to John and Daenerys when they're on a, presumably a ship to Dragonstone, I would imagine. And, you know, uh, Jon Snow wakes up and Daenerys is there. And Jon Snow says, I can't bend the knee, but I might be able to bend the peepee.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. If where's I, my snare drum if i
0: call you my queen <laughs> when he said when i call you my queen i don't know i've been in like marriage proposal land i was mm-hmm. like oh my god he's proposing to her I yeah don't...
1: i kind of thought that too and then i'm like, like no does no he wanted to be queen of the north yeah 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 and
0: then i'm like no 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 that's just bending it's just all this bending stuff again
1: i mean she she did you know save his ass on a dragon
0: yeah oh yeah and then there was i mean there was definite you know hold hand holding and she would know, perhaps I should let you sleep. And he's thinking, well, it's, I am awfully cold.
1: <laughs> That's what I said when they first, you know, Davos is like stripping him of his wet furs. Yeah. I was like, Daenerys is going to say, needs some body heat,
0: <laughs> body heat from a small woman.
1: <laughs> None of the rest of you are hot enough. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> I'm
0: born of fire. <laughs> exactly. So, and now she's seen all of his scars. So I'm sure she's understands he's actually died and come back from life. Does sure. she? Do you think? Uh, I've, well, you know what, Arya apparently is stupid. So why, why isn't Daenerys stupid? It'll be it'll be dependent upon what's convenient, you know. But the uh, the giant wounds to me, if I saw that, I'd think, oh and based on what he's you know the things he's let slip, I'd say, "Oh, this is what's going on, but um, who knows who knows what the hell's going on and so the best scene to me was the closing scene.
1: yes, this is the scene where you and I both went oh shit
0: i wrote I wrote down in huge letters, oh
1: shit. <laughs> That's right. So we see the whites. They're dragging at these giant chains. You're like, oh boy, what do they have there?
0: They ran down to AutoZone. They (laughs) they said, give me the biggest chains you got.
1: Where did they get them?
0: Who knows?
1: Do they have white smithies? Why not? I guess. They must. Anyway, you see, then you realize that they are dragging something up out of the water. And it's the
0: dragon. The dragon. And they're going to reanimate the dragon.
1: Oh, and Daenerys is going to have to fight one of her own children.
0: Yes, she is. Now, see that's that's tension. That's drama. You don't have to manufacture
1: exactly or any kind of and bullshit for that. I am yes, and I'm wondering if that was something that's actually going to happen in the books. If that's a George R. R. Martin plot point.
0: Well, I definitely think something along those lines is going to happen yeah. for for sure. You know, where somebody's going to warg into him, or something along those lines, or maybe both of them. It wouldn't shock me at all if, at the end, it's only her and Drogon. It right. wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. One gets killed north of the Wall. Uh, actually, I kind of, I kind of think it's going to end with the, all the dragons dead.
1: It might. I mean, it might end the way it started with no dragons in the world. But, That's kind of
0: what I think is going to happen. Yeah.
1: You know, and and this just kind of shows you like how what. A, How powerful the Night King is, you know. This we've seen a dragon get hit by a pretty huge freaking crossbow and be totally fine, you know. And um, this one little spear just ripped this thing apart, ripped this dragon apart. Mm. So it definitely gives you gives you and gave the characters a a glimpse at like how powerful he is. Yeah, thrown by hand, you know.
0: He threw it by hand like 500 yards.
1: Yeah. Threw a dragon.
0: Yeah. Threw a dragon, yeah. So, yeah. So, the Night's King is a badass. He's definitely a badass. He's a bad donkey.
1: He's a bad donkey.
0: So, we do like this show. You may not know that. (laughs) Yes. Listen
1: to our other episodes. We like the show.
0: And a lot of the stuff that we nitpicked on is really just nitpicky stuff, right? And
1: normally I wouldn't, if there weren't these couple of really big things that put it over the edge for me, all of a sudden make me want to be like nitpicky about the small stuff too.
0: Yeah, like the the Joe Dempsey running 30 miles, like that's a nitpicky thing. I really don't care about that. Like that's not that big of a deal. But the whole sending a raven off... So the dragons can come back. All the bullshit. Like we really accomplished nothing in Winterfell, except for sending Brienne off. Which again, like John was here, they sent a raven. John was like, "Yeah, right. Fuck that." In now they're sending another one, and they're going to send Bri like it.
1: And you know, anyway. it, it occurs to me like that in TV land you can't have characters just chilling. You have to have, like, some conflict they're working on. And this is the best they could come up with. For You've got Sansa and Arya, the Stark children, and Bran, finally safe back at Winterfell. They can't just, like, sit there and prepare. You know, in a book, maybe you could be like, okay, go on to other characters for a while, but you can't really do that on a show. I still think it's stupid.
0: Well, again, in the characters, there is inherent conflict. But the other point of it is you you don't have to choose to spend that much time. We spent a lot of time in Winterfell and I get it. You know, we want to spend time in Winterfell. Winterfell is an important place, but if you don't have anything to show there, there are plenty of other things to show. There are plenty of other things going on that you can really expand upon. There's how many things that we just, have we just brushed over this season where we could have really taken some more time to explain, and understand and get the motivation behind what's going on. But instead we choose to spend time on stupid conflict in Winterfell. I'd rather just have less time in Winterfell.
1: I completely agree with you. Now we were gonna come up with a code word
0: oh. for <laughs> our safe when, word
1: when we find ourselves needlessly repeating the same points.
0: What what's it gonna be? Over and
1: over. I don't know. What do you think it should be?
0: Marmalade
1: marmalade okay because
0: when do you or use that in?
1: <laughs> it, when we get if we get into it an argument that neither of us is going to win
0: and we don't really want to be in anyway marmalade marmalade
1: okay i'm calling marmalade right now i think
0: that's fair <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you're listening we would love to hear your thoughts on the episode uh um, yes we would we would
0: and talk us off the talk us off the ledge
1: please
0: like what are we missing or do Tell, we
1: what what's positive what did you like
0: Absolutely, yeah. We need let's, some
1: positivity in our lives right now.
0: Let's get some positive stuff about Game of Thrones right now. So yeah, tell us all the tell us all the stuff you you like. Tell us the stuff that was good because we we want to hear it and we we need it. We need it right now. But um, I'm hoping some of this gets redeemed in the next episode and they make some more sense of this. I'm really hoping.
1: I think I think they will. <sighs>
0: Here's here's hoping. Let's be positive. Let's be positive. I thought
1: that about Lost, too, though.
0: Ooh. Up until
1: the very end. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. You gave up so early.
0: I, I did the right thing. <laughs> One of the things I've always been good at is seeing when the wheels are coming off. It's true. And the wheels are coming off of Game of Thrones. <laughs> they just are. Damn it. They just Next are. Next
1: season will be better
0: maybe we'll see all right so that is all i have do you have anything i don't all right so where can they find us
1: Ugh. i was gonna say it this time i know i beat you to
0: it <laughs> 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 I beat you to it do you want me to
1: no go ahead yeah i mean yes you say okay the stuff. so
0: they can find us at thedukeandduchesspodcast.com that's our website They can also find us on Twitter at the DND Podcast. That's D as in David, and as in Nancy, D as in David Podcast. And also on Facebook at the Duke and Duchess. If you like us, give us an iTunes review. If you don't like us, make fake accounts and give us even more iTunes reviews. And if you really, really care about us, then tell us, somebody. Share our our stuff on Facebook. Share our stuff on, on Twitter, you know. Put it out there on social media. Tell your folks at the office. That's really how we're going to have some success with this show. So we thank you. Anything else? That's it. Duchess
1: out. Duchess out.
0: Duke out. Good night, everybody.